fade that out. Uh, that is, that particular song was called Sunday Driver, 55 seconds long, on a CD called Prairie Oyster. Uh, no, that's the band, Prairie Oyster. Blue Plate Special. Now, I've just bought that CD, holding it in my hand here while I sit at uh, Thompson Park on a very nice, uh, what is it, Thursday, getting way up there in November, I don't know, 23rd, 24th, 25th, something like that. Let's see. And for those, yeah, 24th. Okay. Ooh, I have Shoppers Special today. Shoppers Drug Mart for seniors, you know, extra points and shit. Ugh. Don't think I need to do that. Um, but anyway, let's get back to uh, this music. I got a story to tell. Oh, by the way, this is Dixon James. This is Scarborough Dude. It's the Dixon James Podcast, episode 924. 924 if you're keeping score. And, uh, yeah. Gosh, 3.10 in the afternoon, I should, uh, I got my poles in the back, I should take a walk around the park, then I'll feel a little better about the day. I started off the day writing uh, to uh, Barnacle Bill, as I always do, and um, said I'd been watching, I start my mornings off by watching, I've got two programs now I'm watching, I've, season 5, The Queen, which, you know, I think I like the earlier ones better, uh, but this is an important season, so anyway, of course I'm watching that deep into it, I uh, love the history part of it. And then this other one I mentioned, maybe, 18... How could I have mentioned? This is the start of a podcast. 1899. Very weird. Uh, European, maybe it's German, I don't know. Uh, But subtitles, you can keep up with what's going on. Kind of neat. And it involves, you know, steamships, and I like that. So, uh, there you go. Anyway, I was saying, as I was saying, to Barnacle Bill, I feel a little guilt, like I should be doing something more. And he replied, he doesn't feel guilt. Why would I feel guilt? Guilt about what? And I didn't answer, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because that's what I do on the Dixon James podcast. I, I pour out my inner mind, such as it is, and, uh, you know, my ups and downs. So if you prefer to fast forward through this, you go right ahead. You know, do a triple speed if you need to, because I'm going to be dragging out a story about uh, the CDs I just bought and the guilt that went with them, because I had spent, gosh, almost $15. Um, and, uh, yeah, so guilt. All right. I should be doing more. And the reply I would have given Barnacle Bill was, well, you know, I could do, I could be a better father. I could be a better husband. I could be a better homeowner. I could be a better friend. I could be better in everything that I do or that I am. And therefore, there's some guilt knowing today I'm probably not going to be any better. You know, I'm just going to be me and do the things I like. And for some people, well, that's enough. What more do you need to do? You know, but me, it's always this, well, what do I owe back? What do I got to pay for this wonderful life I have? What more should I be doing? So it's, it's, it seems to be hardwired, that the sense of I could be better, I could improve. And, and maybe that goes back, like, why would I love Carl Rogers so much and on becoming a person? Even though he's very forgiving in the book, it sort of implies you, you, there's continual growth in the human life and we have to become better people. So that said... I figured, okay, I could do something today. If I do something, especially if it's for somebody else, I'll feel better. I'll feel I've done something and I won't feel so guilty when I go back home and turn on the uh, Netflix again. So what I did was I thought, I'll go to Chapters and I'll get a book. I've got, there's two things coming up December 10th. My, my brother turns 80 and my friend Alvin in Kingston, who I traveled to Mexico with, turns 80. I didn't know they were both 80. So here we are, one of my very, very good, dear friends for many, many years is going to be 80 and my own brother is going to be 80. So I was invited to dinner for both those events. And I can only do one, and by default, it'll have to be the family, my brother. So we're going out December 10th. I'm going out, driving to uh, 
Campville or Nepean or whatever, you know, I'm going to do. We're going to actually, we're going to a restaurant in Oxford Station, if you know rural Ontario. A place called Brigadoon, which is quite nice. And, and it's a special, a special celebration. So I'm, I'm delighted to be doing that. But it means staying overnight. So first thought, oh, well, get in the road track, park at my niece's driveway. They got a you know, cable extension. I can plug it in, sleep in that. And uh, so say, sure, I'll be there. And meanwhile, tell uh, my dear friend Alvin, look, I can't make it to your dinner on the 10th, but on the way home from uh, Ottawa, Nepean, Campville, wherever, I can stop in Kingston and at least maybe have lunch with you or meet you then. So I'll still see you on your kind of birthday. Uh, so good. Where we're going, okay? So this is what's ahead. This is what where you know where I'm heading for and what I have to do. But I gotta get a gift for each of them. So it comes to me, hey. They both like books. My brother's not a reader, but if it's got a lot of pictures, can't go wrong there. So I figured to go to Chapters or Indigo or whatever it's called now. It's still called Chapters, I see. And look in the discount section for books that nobody else wants or are tired of. I was very shocked to see uh, Kerouac on sale on the road for $7, brand new copy. Or if you buy two other, like the Tibetan Book of the Dead and somebody else's story on slavery, you can get all three for $10. So $3.33 for a copy of On the Road. New, untouched. Wow. What an insult. Anyway, I go in that section, and sure enough, what do I find? I find a picture book called Allied Fighter Aircraft. American, British, French, Soviet, Dutch, Polish. For $12, an identification guide. So, of course, it's nothing but pictures. And then little, you know, good little stories, diagrams, lovely colored photos. I mean, I'd like this for myself. And then the story of when they were used. I'm looking at here in the United States, the, uh, the P-51D Mustang. Our good friend, uh, what's his name in... Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, the doctor, he would he would know. And it gives the dates. These are September 1944 to May 45. Um, so, great. Minimal reading, but very, very wonderful pictures. It's a nice thing to give my brother. And what's even more special is it's specifically 39 to 45. Well, those are the years he was born. I guess he was born in 42 or 43, but right in there. So that just made it, yeah, that's a clincher for sure. 12 bucks, great. Further on in that same sort of discount section, I found, oh, my God, I can barely lift it. 365 Thoughts of Peace and Harmony. <laughs> it's great. And the cover, and the irony here, the funny part of it, they're both 80, but here's one on warplanes, and here's one on Peace and Harmony. And it, it fits quite nicely. So this is for Alvin. Uh, and the cover is a picture of many beautiful, tall Buddha, Buddha, uh, statues of Buddha. And it's all pictures of lotus leaves and seaside and uh, lovely pictures with quotes. Here, random opened uh, September 16th. Everything, even mountains, rivers, plants and trees should be your teacher. Okay. That's a Japanese uh, one. I like that. September 17th, right below. Look at everything always as though you were seeing it for the first, either for the first time or last time. Thus, in your time on earth, thus is your time on earth filled with glory. And that was from Betty Smith. Betty Smith. <laughs> it's a perfect gift for Alvin. It's perfect. And what's nice, it's not like the year, you know, 2021. That's why it's cheap. No. It's, they don't put the year. They just put the date. So you could use this you know, every year. It's wonderful. Uh, I'm delighted. So that makes me really happy. And that was only $10. So there we go. I got gifts for two people on their 80th birthday. Productive day. I feel better. But I knew even before I went. Uh, are you still with me? Because I'm just getting down to the the, the grungy stuff, the, the the stuff that already I'm feeling better about it, having shared this much with you. I'm going to turn the music up a bit, because <coughs> that's what the story's about. Um, where were we? Yeah, so I knew when I went to Chapters, it's in Kennedy Commons, if you know Toronto, Scarborough, um, there's also Deja Vu Discs there, and every time I go, I visit Deja Vu Discs, the two go together. So I go in, and it's the same guy who I asked him how long he'd been there. He's been there 20 years. Cliff. Cliff is his name. The sales clerk. The guy behind the counter. Very friendly guy. Very laid back. I don't know how he has done that job, because very often the store is just empty. But he's pretty chill, pretty laid back. And I guess he likes music. The shocker was... Sorry if I'm shouting. I'm, I'm kind of excited. The shocker was there's more and more and more vinyl. Vinyl is taken over. It used to just be CDs and DVDs and some VHS. Now... It's over. There are You go to look in the CD section, and it's stacked a foot high with vinyl records they haven't filed yet or found a place for yet. There's people collecting vinyl. And he said, you know, older people in their 40s. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's older? Um, anyway, very, very nice guy. So I look around, and I look at all the, you know, the, the Stones, uh, you know, Van Morrison, all the ones I've already got, Bob Dylan. No, there's nothing new there at all. Although in the Stones, they had, like, flowers uh, between the buttons. These earlier, earlier... Uh, 
records by them, which I have, of course, on vinyl, but not necessarily on a CD. But those ones are like $12 because they're harder to get. You know, Flowers. It's got some great tunes on that, but God, do I really need that? Do I really need it? Do I want to spend $12? No, but in the back of me, I'm thinking, in the back of me, the back of my mind, I kind of, you know, when I come in here, I like to buy a CD. But here's the guilt. Here's the guilt. My dear wife, Nalco, spends very, very little. Is very conscious of all the money that goes out. Uh, and this includes especially grocery shopping now. So I'm feeling a little, you know, there's no way I'm going to spend 14 bucks plus tax or 12 plus tax on a CD for myself that I don't need. But I move over to the country section. Took me a while to find it. Where the hell would we put the country? Doesn't seem to be anybody's interest. And of course, it was packed high with vinyl. You couldn't even get to sift through the, the CDs. But I go in there and look and go, what am I going to find? You know, so there's uh, Chet Atkins and some old country stuff that I like, you know, but I don't need. But I find Prairie Oyster. Now, if you're a regular Dixon James listener, you'll remember when I went into uh, Value Village to buy suspenders and came out with su- not just suspenders, which I'm wearing now, thank you very much, uh, a Beatles hat um, and two books, right, with, with, or with or the, you know, the, the meaningless God or God is not so great, you know, in that other one. And a Prairie Oyster CD, which I absolutely loved. So when I saw the Prairie Oyster, oh my God, they got three of them. The highest one was only $7.99. So, gosh, do I buy all three? Do I buy all three? No, hey, Ken, you can't do that. You can't do that. Buy one. Pick one. Well, came down to picking two. So I bought two. I walked out. I put the first one in the CD player, driving home, feeling guilty. I'd spent, you know, about $13, 7 and 6 you know, something about maybe almost 15 with tax. Um, and I don't like it. I put it in, I fast forward, next song, next song, next song, then I don't like it. What am I going to do? Now, the idea is I'm just in Thompson Park. I can drive right back to Deja Vu Disc, talk to Cliff and say, look, Cliff, um, so I've already prepared my story. I've already got this one at home. I don't want to say that outright, so I, I go back, I'm driving back, I played it, I hate it, I know there's another one in there. That maybe I'll like it better. So I go back to Cliff and I say, look, I'm going to ask a favor. I think I've already got this one. I put it in the CD player and it sounded too familiar. Which is kind of a lie, but it's not like, I definitely have this one. Oh no, i got to change it. It's kind of, and he's like, yeah, no problem. I said, but there's another one, it's a little cheaper. Oh, it's okay, I'll give you the money back. I said, no, no, that's okay, I don't mind paying the extra. He goes into the cash. I pull out the other Prairie Oyster, which I'm holding my hand now. What is this country? I haven't heard it yet. It was only $6.99. So I turned in the $7.99, came out with the $6.99. Uh, because it begins with Canadian Sunrise and ends with Canadian Sunset. So maybe I'm going to play one of those two for you. Uh, I think Randy Bachman plays on Canadian Sunrise. And um, I feel better now. Not because I got a dollar back, no, but because the one I didn't like. And I think I might have not liked it because I was feeling guilty. And unless it was really good, really jumping out at me, I was still going to feel shitty. So that's the trivia that makes up what goes on in my brain. And yet now, after looking at these books I bought and got two Prairie Oyster CDs, I'm pretty damn happy. This was a day well spent. I am okay now. I feel better. I feel a lot better. So I've got Prairie Oyster, what is this country? Prairie Oyster, Blue Pate Special, and the other Prairie Oyster that I originally bought, which was, um, gosh, what was it? I had it right here. Um... Everybody knows this is the one I got rid of. For those of you who, who need to know, and the one that I uh, kept, or that I have at home, was, um, what was it? What was it? Come on, bibliography, no, 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 discography, discography, Jesus. Here we go, discography. The one I got that I have at home that I love so much uh, was Only One Moon. So what I've got is I've got the two that came after. Only One Moon. Only One Moon, 1994, that was the first one. I got Blue Plate Special, 1996, and I got What Is This Country, which I'm about to play uh, from uh, 1998, Blue Oyster Cut. Thank you very much for listening. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I could have cut that way back. But, man, I needed to get all that shit out of my system, and that's what I do on the Dixon James Podcast. I dump. And I'm sorry that you have to put up with it, but I gave you a warning. I said, put double speed, you're okay. So uh, now I'll reward you with a, uh, a Prairie Oyster tune. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Should we get, do we need the bell? Yep, because it's an official sign out. From Thompson Park.
kind kind of nice. That is from the uh, CD I bought yesterday, Prairie Oyster Blue Plate Special. And uh, that track, I believe, is There She Goes. Hmm. Yeah, Scarborough Dude back at you at uh, Bluffers Park on a Friday afternoon. And I've just had a toke. A few puffs from a pre-rolled, well, it wasn't pre-rolled, I rolled it, but uh, yeah, technically. Anyway, it's the right thing to do. I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and today definitely is the right time. And I thought it would would make the music even that much more enjoyable to listen to, because I came here, drove here to uh, sit in the car, facing the water, and um, testing out my new CDs, deciding what I like and how I feel about buying them yesterday. And of course, now today's a whole new day, and I'm very glad I did. What the fuck? $15. Hey, it's music. It's something I enjoy listening to and I particularly like. This is is very close to my kind of music. And that's live country band in a bar, like a cowboy and western bar, you know. Country bar, country band, live, but good, you know, country rock. They're taking you along. They're kicking ass and uh, you just, you want to stop your, stomp your feet and order another beer and maybe have a toke outside, you know. That kind of music, and it, but it's very there's love songs. I'm very yeah, like I'm fucking glad this was this fucking trip. God damn, it all comes back to that little trip uh, to buy suspenders. Fuck you. Right. 
<laughs> I don't think there is anybody out there who enjoyed that as much as I did just now. In fact, I mean in all time ever. Uh, God damn, that was good. And that's just exactly what I was talking about. So here I am, happy as just a little child at Christmas, you know? Well, a happy child at Christmas. Kid who gets presents, okay? <laughs> uh, because, uh, God damn it, I feel good, but also, I'm yeah. Because, man, I arrived here, I was feeling like shit. I was just, I mean, I was just kind of down about lots of things, uh, you know, in my life, and, uh, <sighs> you gotta listen to that inner compass, and you, you gotta look after yourself, you, you gotta, you gotta get to where you need to be, you gotta get to where you need to be, now there's a good line, isn't it? You gotta get to where you need to be. You gotta get to where you need to be. Gotta, you know. I know I'm gonna forget that as I forget all my good lines. Um, but uh, so bear with me while I dictate this uh, this one. All right, there we go. Where's yeah, a little? Oh damn! Hello. Hey. Yeah. Um, I was working with the garage door. I ended up calling the company. Oh no! Cancel. What? Cancel the visit. Oh, you didn't. You didn't ask them to come and fix it, did you? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know. I was troubleshooting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was a lady that was talking to for like an hour. Okay. Oh my god. She needs it. She, if, if, if I can find the button and she can program that, then she can for certain say that the keypad is broken. The board on the keypad is broken, which okay. is what I suspected. Okay, okay. I'm so I'm calling to see where you are and when you're, if you're going to be home before five. If not, no. then yeah. I can just call tomorrow. Yeah, I would call another time because I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm in Bluffers Park. Okay, I'm just treating right. myself to uh, yeah, yeah. a down day, an off day. Okay. Um, but thank you for doing all that. And I'm sorry, I, you're right. I just jump I just jump in without listening. And, and I apologize because I know I do that a lot. And I'll try to get better well, at I'm it. Trying to, I'm trying to help you. But I know. You don't, you don't listen. I, mean, I know. I can't, I can't do anything. If you I, don't listen, I can't help you. Then... Yeah, I get it. I get it. I've already apologized. Okay. Let's, let's move forward. Um, okay. Well, tomorrow, so any, let's try to fix that. I'm going to call them again. Well, yeah. I just think that the, the button, so don't lose it. You mean, yeah, but what are you going to do with that? Do we have to give it to her in person or there's something? No, you're not listening, man. Mm. It's it's a logic problem, okay? The motor works, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. The keypad, all, the, all the, the sounds work, the lights yeah. work and stuff. Yeah. The sensors work. I, I went through all this. Yeah. But... She needs to know for certain that the keypad is broken, and by using that tool that you have, yeah. we can rule out what's broken, right? Yeah. So if that works with the motor, then it's the keypad, because the keypad is, my suspicion, well, the keypad isn't communicating with the motor. That's it. I can't sync it. Yeah. We're trying to sync it to set the password and all this. It does not work. Yeah. So I think that's what it is, but she needs to know for certain. And then if that's the case, then they'll probably just mail us a keypad or something, right? So that's one possibility, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm assuming. I, we, we don't need a technician. It's very. It's a simple no. thing, right? Yeah. Now, so, how, is she gonna, how is she going to test that with, with the, the handheld? We're talking about the handheld device. The phone, I, I went through the, the whole yeah. thing on the phone, and I was pressing a bunch of buttons, and it made the sounds, and she, she has a piece oh. of paper, oh, okay. and I go through the steps of okay. the piece of paper, and okay. I follow it and program it. Okay. She's just some Indian lady. Like, well, it's, let, it's not hard. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take care of that. And there's no charge for that call or anything else. There's no money involved in this transaction, right? No. Dad, you're yeah. worrying too much. I just need the button. I, that's yeah. all I need. I I don't, I don't need, you don't even need to like, yeah. know the details. I just need the button, so tomorrow we'll do it, but I need the button. That's it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. The, there's another word for button. What do you, what's that word? What do you call these things? Key fob, I guess. Key fob, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. Well, thanks right, for that. Good. And again, I am sorry about, uh, you know, I'm being a little dense these days. The brain is a lot slower. You can tell that from my Jeopardy answers. But, no, uh, I, I don't think that's the problem. I just, I, you, know, <laughs> really you, you, think it, you think it's just me? Yeah, I think that's just an excuse. You always say, oh, I'm getting older and stuff. I don't think yeah. that's it. Okay, so what do I have to do? What do I have to do to be to be better at this? You, it's like you already have an answer ready. Yeah. It's like your gun's already loaded. It's yeah. so dumb. Okay. We, uh, half okay. the time we can't even have a conversation. Okay, okay. So I, what I will ask in return is for you yeah. to be a little more patient with me too. Because when you when you're not patient, then I get higher stressed and more likely not to listen. And I know it's a little give and take on both sides, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I could work on being more patient, I'm sure. Yeah. So, again, to take um, an example from science, if I was a laboratory scientist and if I was growing um, organisms in a laboratory in a Petri dish, that's called a culture. It's a laboratory culture. And I'm culturing these microorganisms. Now, if the brew is suitable to the development and proliferation of those microorganisms, it's a healthy culture. But if large numbers of these organisms start dying off or getting sick at an early age or showing signs of dysfunction, you'd have to conclude it's a toxic culture. I'm saying the same thing about human society. We're not isolated individuals, never were, never can be. Our biology and our psychology is very much determined by our social relationships and by the cultural context in which those social relationships play out. If a large number of people start developing pathology to take our great neighbor to the south, something like... 60-70% are taking at least one medication, 40-50% to 50% are on two different medications. Both in Canada and in the States, the number of children being diagnosed with all manner of mental health disorders is rising, childhood suicide is rising, self-cutting is rising, number of eating disorders is going up, autoimmune diseases are going up, and by the way, 70-80% of autoimmune disease where the immune system attacks the body itself, happens to women for some strange reason that nobody understands because they're not looking at the evidence. Well, when you consider the fact that in the 1930s, the gender ratio of multiple sclerosis and autoimmune disease was about equal. Now it's three and a half women to every man. Something's happening here. Either we assume that these are just pure biological accidents for no explanation, or we have to assume that there's something in the environment that is driving all this dysfunction. Okay, we're going to uh, fade that out a little bit. That is uh, from Blue Plate Special. You know the group already. Bought all three CDs with me today down here to Bluffers Park, where I am now. It's Saturday afternoon. It's a gorgeous day, and I should be out walking with my walking poles, but I'm going to save that till I drive over to the beach side to have a, a different walk. It's a bit windy, but uh, it's still a, a lovely day here in late November. <sighs> I may have just uh, put in a little quote that I, I just randomly found on CBC. A man talking about the poison society. Like, why Why is maybe Western culture, North America in particular, United States in particular, with all the mass shootings, why is it just so sick? Uh, why are there so many of these things happening and people just going in and killing others? It's, it's, and you, if you were studying from a distance, which it's hard to do, um, you'd say, well, there is something very wrong there like why is this happening this is this should not be normal human behavior um the anger the rage and i think this doctor is sort of linking it back to the culture we live in the, the society uh and the fact that we're not recognizing that you know it isn't the problem that one sick individual it's a whole he's being poisoned 
they are being poisoned by the entire culture that they've grown up in. There's something fundamentally wrong, and you'd have to point the finger and just say the, the maybe the Western capitalist system, uh, it's sick. Anyway, I, I'll just leave that there. Um, I, I found something, uh, maybe on a little more of a positive note, a quote from uh, Joseph Campbell. And I may have read this before or put this in a Dixon Jane zine. I don't know. It's uh, it's in a... I collect a lot of notes on my iPhone, which I, I love for the purpose, because you can dictate them when you see them in a book. Um, if you follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track, which has been there all the while waiting for you. And the life that you ought to be living is the one you are living. Uh, and I think this just boils down to following your your instincts, your inner gut. And boy, oh boy, that can be hard to do because we do, we get thrown off by outside forces. Um, yesterday, I uh, I was having a conversation with my son, which which could have ended very constructively, very positively, uh, as a learning experience for both of us. And instead, I jumped in with something which was really somebody else's voice, you know, guiding me, not my own inner compass, but another outside voice. And, of course, it derailed the entire conversation. It ruined it. And and I see that now, you know, looking back. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Why did I do that? But it's really hard. Um, to know, you know, to trust yourself and, and not be just cast around, you know, push this way and that and pulled here and pushed there and squashed by this or that, by other people's voices and, and thoughts and, and your reactions to them and to, to be constant to yourself. It ain't easy uh, because we don't necessarily believe in ourselves that much. We don't have that much trust or faith in ourselves, and I think this one by uh, Joseph Conrad or Campbell, sorry, is saying just that: if you follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track which has been there all the while waiting for you. Right? It's there. There is a there is a path for you to take. There is a a way to be to live. Um, but you know. We, we 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 find that difficult. Anyway, we'll move on from there. I've got <laughs> so many others. Uh, things that I intend to include in the Dixon Jane Z, and I don't know how far I got. Yesterday, uh, my uh, um, the conversation was sort of thrown off track by a, a phone call. Ah, so I'm sort of restarting this, and it's it's what to do about the Dixon Jane Zine, and and I, I I can't listen back. I can't sort of go back and listen to all the tracks. When I when I do these podcasts, I seldom ever listen back to one because I'm so busy working on the next one. You know that. Um, so I I don't know what it was other than. It's crazy to have deadlines and tell people, okay, here's the next issue, this time, this date. Get rid of the dates, get rid of the times, and let it just sort of flow. If somebody sent something in, when I have enough things to fill an issue, that will be the issue. You know, I'll encourage people to do it, you know, the sooner the better, but uh, it isn't, you know, because people say, oh, sorry, I missed the deadline, or it's too late, or whatever, and then they feel bad, and I feel bad for nagging, and moving the dates. So it's just, if you got something to say, send it to me. Okay? Now, if I'm repeating myself, well, so be it, because uh, sometimes you got to repeat messages. Um, I've um, picked up a book, finally, that I bought in Lowell. It's called Kerouac, His Life and Work, Revised and Updated. It is a thick fucker. It is, uh, what? Well, with the notes, it's over 500 pages. Um, but written by Paul Mar Mahar Mar Jr. Um, now he is the person that I believe has the um, the ear, the support of the Sampas family who control the Kerouac estate. So he's been given the inside. 
uh, go-ahead to go through all the notes and so on. And there's a bit of um, uh, there's a there's a battle. There, there are you know over the estate and how it's being run and who should have got it and should not have. Kerouac's nephew have been got some. His daughter earlier on should have received some benefit, and and it's it's a constant squabble. And if you want to uh, stay on the Kerouac website, you want to watch what you say or post because it it can get ugly. Um, so I after I bought it, I thought, gee, why am I? sorting this, and I think I've probably already got a first edition by him. I don't know. I could find out soon enough. But I started reading him, and I just started at chapter 6 when he's like 17 years old. I didn't want to deal with his childhood again. I've been through all of that. And um, it was pretty interesting. It was interesting. And uh, I'm going to continue on. And now... It's like the CDs I bought uh, the other day and felt guilty about spending $15 on two CDs. I was feeling a little guilty about spending $20 US on this book that I decided I didn't really want. And now I realize, no, 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 it's okay. So bear with me. This is how, how my mind gets filled with clutter, weighing things. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it the right thing? Was it the wrong thing? And it's very hard to sort of undo that, to, to be other than a person who's constantly uh, evaluating um, things like that. So there we are. I'm just going to look up right now uh, and see if I have this book. So what am I looking I'm looking for Mar, M-A-H-E-R, M-A-H-E-R. H-E-R. All right, I've got one here. Oh, it's a different book. Jack Kerouac's American Journey, The Real-Life Odyssey of On the Road. Yeah, okay, when did that come out? Jack Kerouac, let's see. Softcover, $8. Copyright, 2007. So somehow, he's... um. This person has managed to get hold of an awful lot more information and uh, provide that. And it's kind of neat, you know, hearing about this guy. You know, he's got his scholarship to Columbia and he's decided he's more interested in whores and drinking and, and literature and writing and wanting to be a poet. And it's sort of that turning point just before the war, America gets into the war. And it's very clear he's on the path to being a, a writer. So I am, I am. I guess this is just to say I am glad I'm reading this and will uh, pay proper attention and, and reevaluate once again my feelings about Jack Kerouac. I'm staring at him right now on the front cover. It's quite an engaging photo. Um, and, it, you know, if I've bad-mouthed him in the past, <laughs> uh, it is a fascinating story. Uh, this this particular one has a forward by David Amram, and of course you've heard about him. He's the man we all get very close to when we go to Lowell for the Lowell Celebrates Kerouac Festival. Scarborough Dude, signing out from uh, Bluffers Park once again. Getting back to a little, uh, a little of the, uh, hang on. Some things alone So let's get away from that country stuff. Uh, of course, you know who it is. I hope they don't mind me playing these songs. My, my whole point in playing any music, which I understand from my American friends, is illegal. People will sue the pants off you. You won't have fun anymore. Um, I uh, don't collect money for the Dixon James podcast. And the whole point is to share, you know, to to 
rekindle the love of music. Because, man, with everybody prefab playlist. Now, what I love, God damn do I love it, is my collection of songs on my old iPhone that I hit shuffle and I am never disappointed. And, oh, my God, and it's mine. Those are my songs. It's my playlist, you know? And uh, I celebrate that. Thank God, Ken, you did a fucking amazing... You got so much goddamn variety in that collection of music. You know, that'd be worth something. If, if university, if you're correct, collecting all your documents, come on, come on, toss in the old uh, iPhone 5 with his music, because goddamn what a collection. When suddenly, you know, you know Ween is going to pop up at some point or other, and you never know what Ween, and they are all, all over the place. And then I had back-to-back -to -back Dylan, like a sad-eyed lady of the lowlands, followed by one more cup of coffee. Holy fuck! Classic. Great. Dylan. Yeah. Anyway, I all, is, all of what is to point you in the direction of me trying to say, hey... Ken's happy right now. Ken's kind of happy. He had a toke, and he turned this into one good fucking day. I am still in Bluffers Park. I'm staring at the Crescent Moon. I am parked, like, crosswise on the, uh, uh, the, you know, the parking spots. No, no, this is a way to face. So out my driver's window, it's open now. I've, I'm right at the boat launch, the, the area where the, uh, the ducks and the geese gather. Uh, close to the washroom, which I was very happy in this part of the park, boat launch area, it was open. And uh, I needed to pee. I didn't want to go home just yet, but I needed to pee. And then the other side, beach side, of course, it's locked for the winter. This one they kindly left open, but there's a crescent moon. Sorry, pee aside, the sky has just been amazing today. I watched for the longest time sunset on this rocky beach. Uh, sitting on a comfortable bench, just above perfect vantage point. I was there a very long time watching that sky and taking countless photos of that changing sunset. And then walked to the lighthouse and around, and that was a gorgeous walk, and I'd never done it in the dark. And they have done such an amazing job here of the lighting was perfect. You didn't feel threatened walking through that park. You met people going either direction. You know, it's dark, it's night. And then the view of the lights coming on of the Yacht Club. And the, the crescent moon above the Yacht Club. Holy fuck, man. This is bonus, bonus, bonus. And this was a day I set for myself. I'm going to. It's a sunny day. I knew I knew Saturday was going to be a good day. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, just get yourself to Buffers Park in the afternoon. And I have a toke, you know. And I did, and it's just enough, a few short puffs on a roach, and oh my god, oh, everything is just uh, tickety-boo wonderful. Ah, could turn up the music, I suppose. I brought all three, I had to have all three discs in the same place today. My brain works like that. All right, get the other disc out of the road track, the first one you got. Make sure all three are together, because that, that's the signs of a collector, you know? Uh, but I also realized I do, I'm a reacher. I'm a reacher-outer. I do reach out to people. A lot of people don't. They like being reached. Not always, but, you know, quite often. But a lot of people just aren't reachers. And uh, it's a need, I guess I have. I, I attribute it to leaving, you know, Valleyfield, ending grade three, and suddenly you got to make new friends in a new school, and you didn't like that school, and you didn't like the rules. And boy, you didn't like gym class. Ooh. And uh, you're miserable. You didn't like the principal. You're miserable. But you made some friends. Yeah, it was a little a little year, a transition year. All right, all right, there's no point in me going deep into my personal. Like, I'm getting the mental images. I'm, I'm pitching, wow, grade four. I'm pitching my friend John who wore broken watches. Like, on, you know, he'd have several he'd collected on, on his hands and ankles. Not telling the time. He was a little strange. And I'm pretty sure, almost absolutely positive, my God, that that's a poor boy. My mother sort of got a phone call and said, well, you can't play with John anymore. Uh, and, of course, it came out John's dead now. Um, yeah. I built a boat 
Well, no, no, that was Ian. That was another guy. No, John, he was going to build a refrigerator. So maybe there was something a little wrong with John. I, I, I think is I didn't know at the time. But he was my friend. I, I kind of like John, guy with always watches, and uh, he was going to build a refrigerator. I guess I guess I'm thinking John had come from England and they hadn't had a refrigerator when they were in England, uh, so maybe it lent a, meant a little more to him and. Uh, Maybe he was just special in ways I didn't know, but uh, I'm I'm sad thinking about him now. That, uh, wow, yeah, what do I know? You know, a little kid lived up the street when I moved to uh, what was it, uh, Point Clare? But what particular part? Lake Lake Lakeside Heights, Point Clare. The year of transition, grade four. My father working downtown. My brother and sister went to Lindsay Place. I went to Northview Elementary. I had to go by school bus, never done that before. And uh, the driver was the cranky old type who could get away with just stopping the bus and refused to move until everybody shut up. You know, and I never thought we were that loud, but everybody, oh, God, this is unpleasant. <laughs> that was the year I cried almost every night, too. You know, I cried, grateful. Oh, my God, go to bed at night and cried. And the first time meeting the principal, and I am absolutely sure this is true, Mr. Robert, uh, he said, this is, everybody gets perfect spelling. You know, in this school, you have to have perfect spelling. And uh, if you don't, if you make spelling mistakes, you have to stay in after school. That was uh, his idea of education, I believe. And that was the first meeting, you know, the first day coming in with my mother to the, you know, Kenny's new school. Didn't like that. Uh, anyway, I made some friends and uh, adjusted. First time I punched somebody. I think, because I thought he was wrecking our party. We had some friends organized a little party for me. I think I think a couple might have given me a matchbox toy or something, going away present. I hardly knew. I was only there a year, you know. It's, it was in the deep roots of friendship. A couple of kids. And it was, there's a place. It was near Cool Breeze, the avenue, Cool Breeze Avenue. So it was a big hill. And there were bushes all around, you know, where you can hang out in. And, uh, and some other guys showed up. I think there was only two at the party. And then some other guys showed up. And I thought they were there to spoil the party or something anyway. I think I punched one. Pretty sure, and then because I remember the apology after. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't know what you were here for. Something like that. I don't know. That's that's not a. That's not typical of <laughs> of Kenny. I'll tell you. Anyway, well, thank you for sharing that with me, boy. That's what happens when you uh, turn over your uh, surrender your brain and uh, you got the record button going. You just ramble on, but I'm glad, I'm kind of glad to share that with you. It was kind of, it was so vivid in my mind. My God, that transition year. And so I, what I'm getting back to, circling back, is is perhaps accounts for the need of connecting, reaching people, making new friends, you know? It's always been important and keeping them. The sense of loss. And there was other, there was Ricky Stones, my best friend, grade five, grade six. I mean, they moved out to Winnipeg. Mr. Stones worked for Hudson's Bay, I guess, and, uh, Ricky and his older brother, uh, I think it was Kenneth, and he had a uh, a dog called Zorgan, a boxer. The father brought them up very strict. They both had uh, paper roots, the little root and the big root, and uh, I would when they went on holidays, I had to take over. One of them anyway messed it all up, probably came home crying from that too, I don't know, but fucked it all up. And uh, it just seemed a hard thing to do, you know, who to collect from and uh, who you didn't and who you left the paper and when and which paper they got, you know. I think there was a Gazette and a Star. They probably had Star roots. Anyway, that was the way their father brought them up. It was a good way. He was he was with Kinsman or something. Anyway, well, let's leave aside. But I, when, I, when he moved to Winnipeg, I wrote him letters. We wrote letters. We exchanged letters. and uh, uh, Because I missed him. 110 Ricky Stones, 110 Garriock Avenue, St. James, Winnipeg, Manitoba. How do I remember that? How do I remember that? I did see him when I was a sleeping car porter, and I got stopped over in Winnipeg. And I think I called him up or tracked him down. I'm pretty sure I did. It's a vague memory of... Uh, Boy, so it would have been like 1974. So we're talking, you know, close to 50 years ago. 76, yeah, you know, 45 years ago or so. Uh, So, but I guess there was nothing after that. If I did meet him, and I think I did over a beer in in a, you know, a bar right by the station, I guess. And probably found we didn't have much to catch up on. I don't know. That's my conclusion. Who knows? Some friends you keep and some you let go. And uh, I got a lot. I got new uh, new ones are coming on board all the time. That's the other thing. It's quite wonderful. No, it is. Like, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm caught between, is this a weakness 
or a strength? Is it a weakness that I need friends or is it a strength that, hey, I give back, man. For everything I take out of a friendship, I give. So it's a fair dinkum, mate. All right, maybe it's time to shut up. I don't know, and think about heading home. I guess if there's going to be an... Uh, it just turned six, so... Yeah, it would uh, it would make sense to be uh, heading in that direction. It's dark, and you know I don't like driving in the dark, but uh, I got my route planned. Go along Kingston Road. Should be okay. And uh, I think my brain is functioning well enough now. I'm, I'm still in Storyland, but... Uh, Gosh, that moon, that crescent moon sinking lower and lower over the shithouse here. It's been a good day. I, I mean, I'm glad very much. I made some notes. I contacted a couple of people, but uh, I spent a lot of time just looking at the sky and the waves. And hearing, listening, enjoying that fucking music. And taking a good walk. Got the walking poles and was bumping along there, boys and girls. Bumping along. Let's get some music. Just keep that in the background. Some of you might recognize that. I doubt it, but uh, that's uh, from 1973. Paul McCartney, Let Me Roll It. That was from Band on the Run, which for post-Beatles time was very exciting. I mean, we were glad to get that album. It was was lively, it was fun, and we had our Beatles back. So, uh, you know, I've said a lot of bad things about Paul McCartney in the past. I take them all back right now. Uh, glad he's still around, still performing, still giving a lot of love and uh, getting the love in return. All right, let's park him. Here's um, here's something, a little quote from uh, because this is uh, this is the end of the podcast. I'm sitting in Sal. I have five minutes to finish this off. Um, <laughs> December first is the Canadian National Day of Podcasting. And I am not going to hold this up so that I can put out a show on that date. Fuck that. I, You know, the Dixon Jeans podcast comes out all the time, every week. So, uh, not doing that. You know, anybody who wants to listen, please come back and listen. Uh, I know I'd get a couple more listeners if I posted that tag under their CDNOP, but uh, I'm not. All right. Um, Dan Class. Dan Class is back. And now anybody who's been in podcasting or listening to podcasts for a very long time will know Dan Class. He was part of the, he was one of the big shots back in the early days of podcasting. He was one of the success. Uh, American fellow, of course. 
and um, we go back to Tim Tim Coyne and the Hollywood podcast and those good old days. Uh, it was fantastic, and I keep thinking I, I really should reach out to Dan Class and interview him the way I used to interview people for one of my shows, and I, I think he'd be up to it. But uh, I haven't done that yet, so shout out to Dan Class. And again, Dave Olson, I mentioned earlier, I watched a video that he put out a year ago in which he mentioned in, in, in very nice ways the book I had put out that he had just received. Uh, and it was kind of, um, he's just an amazing chronicler of his life. And there's a, this, I, I'm in that group, not even to the extent that he is, because he's into the paintings and postcards and stamps and everything. And the neat thing about it, it's just not just digital by any means at all. It's old school uh, analog. Uh, that's where he's coming from. And so cheers to uh, Dave Olson. Hang in there, man. Um, here's a little quote from Pablo Picasso to, uh, to wrap things up. And I kind of like this. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Now, that works nicely, and I like to think part of my gift is this sharing, is is collecting. Uh, I don't mean collecting objects, but somehow hanging on to bits of life and sharing and interacting and putting them out there and engaging. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Let's leave that. Um, just finished. Just finished watching the whole season five of The Crown, and uh, it it was uh, it was worth watching. Definitely worth watching. <laughs> um, it doesn't end with Diane in a tunnel, dead. Um, all right. Gosh, I thought I had more to say, but I I guess not. Uh, Let me roll it. Let me roll it to you. Gosh, that is a good line. And it's sort of, you'd almost think, gee, that could be John, that could be uh, George. Remember, dude, signing off with Paul McCartney. It could be Yoko. 